today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by the ups and downs of this incredible Western Conference Finals. Because it is incredible. We do have to appreciate the fact that both teams are playing super hard. But having said that, screw the Rockets. I'm so pissed that we lost game four. Oh, we had it in our hands. We're going to talk all about it. Game three as well. We did say on this gold cast, Warriors in six. But sometimes being right scares the living, the living crap out of you. Now, Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook.com slash the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Goldcast underscore. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker people of the Goldcast. Like, subscribe, comment. We love to hear from you and we always encourage it. The Rockets totally got away with one tonight. They really did. They really did. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're going to go through, because we haven't spoken since, uh, I want to say the series was split. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We talked last Sunday. I don't remember when the last game was before that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We're back again with a hot gold cast to step two. Here we go. Gold cast. But before we get started, gold cast intro, let's get busy. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! Oh, God damn it, we have a series on our hands. We really do. You know, I game three, let's go back. Let's go back, back in time. Game three, the Steph Curry game. You know, everyone's, what's wrong with Steph? Something's not wrong with Steph. The shots aren't landing. Maybe he's still pretty hurt. And he has that third quarter fury. He just goes off. And it's pretty incredible. And I'm feeling pretty confident as a Golden State Warriors fan. Dub Nation is feeling pretty confident. We can pull this off. We got this. So let's talk a little bit about, Ray, what are your feelings going into Game 4? And then we're going to talk about Game 4. Game 3, incredible. Huge win totally fantastic i'm jumping up and down we didn't do a gold cast because we knew we had tuesday coming right up so we're like let's just wait let's do the gold cast after game four so then we can recap and hopefully bask in a 3-1 lead which did not happen as we'd accurately predicted on the gold cast we said warriors in six so raymond i want to talk about your feelings going into game four today how did you feel going in well, I knew it'd be a close game. It just seemed like immediately into the starting of the first qu- uh, fourth quarter, the Warriors were just completely gassed. And the unit that was in there couldn't hold the lead at all. Um, Sean Livingston got into foul trouble. Uh, Jordan Bell was getting, you know, 
run off the floor, run off, run off the layups. And Chris Paul was hitting shots. So the defense just wasn't there. And so I felt like Kerr had to bring in our guys a little bit earlier than he wanted to. Cause normally the unit will stay in there. Then Curry and company come in around, like they start to trickle in and then Curry comes in about the six minute mark, but he came in before that, but it was, I, it was just too little too late by then they were playing catch up and the Warriors, you know, they're not as they're 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 not as sound when they're not beating you sensely into the fourth. If it's a close game, a team's got a pl- any team's got a chance, regardless of whether you're Golden State or somebody else. So, I just think uh, I thought that they would win. I thought that they would take a three-one lead into Houston, drop the first one in Houston, and then win the final game. But now they have to win back-to-back games. So you cannot force a game seven. You force a game seven. I still think Warriors. Ch- I still like the Warriors' chances in a game seven, but at this point, the Warriors need to stop this win one, lose one crap. You know, because that's that's not how you do it. You need to start to turn it up here and, and flip the switch and back get a string of back to back wins to really build some momentum. You know, every time you do that, you lose momentum and give the other team fuel when you do this back and forth crap. But I mean, it's the postseason, so. On one end, it's kind of like it's it's kind of nice to see competition, but you know it's nerve wracking as a fan. You know, I think I speak for a lot of fans, you included, when I say that. It's definitely nerve wracking for us, no question. The rest of the NBA world, who are we kidding? Everybody hates our guts right now. We're like the we're like the New England Patriots of of uh, of the of the of basketball, and so yeah. Uh, but we don't care about those other fans. We only care about what's here. Dub Nation. 49er faithful. Whatever we call SF Giants fans. <laughs> so that's what we that's all we care about. So yeah, I was pretty confident going in. We did predict a close game. We thought between three and maybe ten points. We definitely both agreed there would not be a blowout. I for sure. God, I thought we had this game. And I'll tell you what I thought I was going to open the gold cast with today. This is what I thought I was going to open the gold cast today. It was that moment in the fourth quarter, where Jan- or the first quarter, when James freaking Harden hesitated on that three. You remember that? Right in the first quarter? Like five oh my God. That was like, wide I was like, three wow, he's, he's cho- I was like, wow, he's choking. He's choking so hard. And he did. He played great. He didn't he play straight great up. in the fourth. He only- he only had five or four or five points in the second half altogether. So he had a strong first half, but it took him a whole quarter to wake up. But even then, I don't think he was all that great. You know, he's lucky Chris Paul had a good game because Chris Paul's in the same boat of choking. Well, that's what I was going to say. Hey, guess what? Congratulations, uh, Chris Paul. Congratulations for the first time you've, uh, you've, you've not choked. Awesome. I hope you're happy. Well done. So... Definitely, definitely frustrated. And I thought when Harden didn't want to take that three, I was like, oh, wow. You just straight bitched out. Look at that. You don't want this. Houston don't want this. It's not their time. They don't want this. It's not their time. And then they give up the lead in the second quarter. And, you know... I'm frustrated, but I'm still thinking, wait, but we got that wonderful Golden State Warriors third quarter coming up. That one. 
And then Steph goes off, and he goes those back-to-back threes. And I'm thinking, this is it. It's over. It's over. Houston don't want this. It's not their time. And then, then what happens? We go from that to the fourth quarter. And before you know it, Houston kind of stays in. They stay in. And then they get back into the game. And I want to talk about this right away. I want to know why at 11 seconds left, when the Warriors rebound the ball, defensive rebound, why don't they call a timeout there? And why when Clay, when they when the ball they get they get down, like Clay is like, I think he's like just outside the paint, and he's getting clogged by by like at least two or three Houston Rockets defenders. Why doesn't he call a timeout? How come nobody called a timeout in those last 11 seconds? We had a, we had an opportunity to do it at the 11 second mark and an opportunity to do it right around the six second mark. And instead, Clay turns and takes the ugliest shot ever because he's it, he's literally he's got defenders all around him. Well, I don't think he had a lot of I don't think he had any passing lanes in that moment. And then in the second one that you're referring to. That one, Draymond was actually trying to call timeout as they were inbounding the ball, but the refs didn't see him and didn't make the call because that would have been ideal. You inbound the ball, you you take a timeout, then you can advance the ball up up to half court, and then you can inbound the ball and get set in your play. Um, so, um, and and the the announcers were talking about that too. So, unfortunately, according to Steve Kerr in the post-game press conference, he says that Draymond was actually trying to do exactly that, but the refs didn't see it and didn't call it. So, which is, to me, uh, a little questionable, not necessarily on Kerr or Draymond's, Draymond's side of the thing, but as, as for the refs, you know, because Draymond's, <laughs> you know, is a pretty loud dude. So, I think it'd be pretty hard to hear him. So, but then again, I wasn't there. So, I don't know what the what the tumult was, you know, coming from the crowd. So I don't know uh, how big, I know, you know, it's Oracle is nicknamed Roracle for a reason. So it could have been a factor. I just don't know for sure. Either way, um, they couldn't get the call. Uh, I think it was a factor and then kind of, they couldn't get set. That to me in that final 11 seconds was the number one reason we lost that game or at least didn't tie it and go into overtime no timeout was called from the 11 second mark to the zero second apparently you said draymond tried and no one saw him i didn't see that even even trying the threes on on the pre on two positions back from that i think that what they should have done because there was enough time on the clock go for the quick two then get back into transition defense and get a stop because go you know i know understand Sometimes, you know, the live and die by the three model, I, I don't necessarily think that they need to do that every single time they're in that kind of in a crunch time situation like that, because that was a situation where they had enough time that you're going to get a second possession. Go for the quick two. Go for the quick two because you, you there's enough time to get another possession. Get the, get the two, get the stop. Then on your next shot, you got you have um, you have the lead versus giving them the foul them making the three the the free throw and then forcing a three-point shot now it has to be a three-point shot so i mean there's so many little things in that final stretch that you know obviously when you lose the game this is exactly what you talk about you talk about all the things that went wrong and how you could have rectified them or done them differently but there's lots of little things that uh, go leading up to the the first six minutes of that quarter when the the backup unit just couldn't hold the lead 
There was a lot of defensive breakdowns, giving giving wide open looks. I mean, they're lucky. They're lucky it was just a one possession game. I mean, if if Harden was not in choke mode, you know, it could have been a lot more embarrassing. But this this one stings a little bit differently from a blowout because they they had a, a they had a, enough opportunities to put these guys away, including the 12-0 run in the very beginning of the game. They were sloppy on a lot of those transitions. They got turnovers handed to them, and they could only come away with 12 points in, in the first few minutes of the game where the Rockets couldn't buy a bucket. And, and you know, you could have easily gone up 24 nothing. But that was another opportunity where there was just some bad passing, bad communication. So I just feel like the Warriors just weren't sharp. And there's another thing, too. The, the absence of Andre Iguodala who is a who defensively synchronizes so well with Draymond Green that we were just missing that extra little edge of defense that would have made the difference in the score as well, in my opinion. So his absence was felt tonight as Looney got into early foul trouble. Jordan Bell had more mishaps than defensive moments, and you know, and he's young; he'll get better. So I'm not his, his rookie stripe started showing. I agree, and that I mean, he had that one emphatic block which was great but other than that i saw him get exposed more often than not and that's unfortunate because iguodala's absence forces kerr to use other people in the lineup who are not as reliable as iguodala and you know he's he's got a knee contusion which is just a fancy way of saying he's got a bruise on his knee so and then the location that he got hit that where he bumped knees with james harden was obviously well a well-placed bruise so it makes movement in the joint awkward which is why he couldn't perform tonight so it's unfortunate and uh, clay fell on his knee earlier you know it didn't seem to affect him too much but again would like to see more out of him he's been absent the last few games so he needs to really get going the way he did in the first two series you know having stringing up back-to-back you know strong offensive performances he had good shots here and there but again he was a lot of hit and miss so just need to see him going. If all three guys just need to just throw down at this point. From here on out, we need to throw down because if one missing component's gone, then the slack needs to be picked up and needs to be picked up more so than usual because this is a team that can match the Warriors offensively, although not to the same, not to the same potency. I don't feel. I don't feel. I mean, I think offense statistically they're pretty comparable teams, but uh, in terms of consistency, the Warriors have the proven you know, pedigree and experience and obviously have two rings because of, because they're able to perform it at a more consistent level at the highest level. So they just just need to do that again, going into, it's not going to be easy going into Houston, but Houston, Houston can throw up stinkers too. So, and they, they throw up stinkers more often than not against this particular team. So they need to get back to that. It was, it was frustrating. So, but, uh, but Andre Iguodala's absence was certainly felt and that there was a missing edge to the defense because he wasn't in the lineup and hopefully he gets back into the lineup starting next or Thursday night. So while I agree with that, here's the issue. I'm like, we have four other all-stars. I mean, how many freaking guys does it take? I mean, the Warriors are more than capable of defeating these guys without Andre Iguodala. And we had the game. We, we lost two different leads and then regained the lead and then lost it again. Ugh. I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm just like, we have four All-Stars. Okay, so we have four instead of five. Come on. Come on, Warriors. They're better than that. I understand that they got exposed, but I think this really falls more on the shoulders of 
Clay, KD, Dre, and Steph than it does on on Iguodala. And the other thing, the other thing, there there wasn't as much ball movement. We we we've been playing a little bit to the, you know, we've been kind of adapting and playing a little bit more like Houston. Like we've been real ISO heavy, and I'm just not sure if that's fully sustainable over the entire series uh in terms of for us winning the series what do you think about that i don't like those possessions those usually always go to kevin durant and while he's more often makes those shots than not i feel like we have a higher percent chance of actually getting the score by just playing the ball that we that we do play which is movement switching lots of off ball movement that's the Warriors game. It's not playing Houston's ISO match game. That's what gets them into trouble when they play against us because it plays right into our defense. So doing that, I think, gives them a little bit of an edge, even though defensively they're not as sound as we are. However, playing ISO ball against them allows them to just transition so easily into offense when we miss those shots. Be just as just be just like we expose them when they miss those ISO shots, we do the exact same thing. So I, I don't think th- I'd like to see a little bit less of that. I know that there's obviously a little bit less of that when the second units come into the rotation because for some reason they do a lot more passing. And part of that is because there's less offensive firepower in those units, so they have to rely more on off-ball movement to get better looks to have you know, a higher percentage chance of making the bucket. So it makes a little bit more sense why those units do it more often than our starting units because our starting units have the best shooters in the association. So you can take more chances like that. However, I think I'd still like to see a little bit more movement. You want to wear the Rockets out. We wear them, we gas them out, then it's a shoe-in win because there's nothing they can do about that. (sighs) Frustrating. So game game five is Saturday? Saturday? Yes. No, it's I think Thursday. So we're back in Houston for Game Five, and then we're back in in Golden State for Game Six. And yes, Game Five is on Thursday. That's right. I was thinking Game Six. Yeah, Game Six is on Thursday. And then, and that's at Houston. We have to steal this sucker out if we want to finish in in Oracle, which we've already proven that we can do. We took Game One, no problem. But this is a must win. Whoever goes up 3-2, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get real uh, hot takey on it. Whoever wins this game coming up is going to take the series. There's a good chance at that. That's what I believe. And I believe the Warriors are going to take it. Yeah. And I believe the Warriors will take it. Oh, God, the stress of being a fan. Western Conference Finals. It's been a great series. Uh, I'm really curious to see what happens with... Boston, they're still undefeated at home. So if they take this game, I also think the next winner of their series is tied 2-2. I think whoever wins the next game between Boston and Cleveland in Boston will win that series. But uh, these these conference finals have definitely lived up to the hype. This is what everyone wanted to see, except Golden State fans. Golden State fans wanted us to just breeze through this, wipe this team off the court, and then go destroy whatever jack-off team is left in the Eastern Conference. But unfortunately, we got a series on our hands. Here we go. Any final thoughts, Ray, before uh, before we let them know where they can find you? Any final thoughts? No, I think we pretty much covered it. They just need to win the goddamn game. Let's keep it, keep it simple. Two in a row. 
Just two in a row. Close it out. Be done with this team. All right, Ray, why don't you let them know? Where can they find us? You can find me on Twitter.com at Ray Solis. So you can also follow me on Instagram at Ray Solis1. Boom. You can find me on Instagram at Rudy Solis3 and Twitter at Rudy Solis3RD. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III. With me is my brother, my co host, Raymond Solis I, baby. Ugh. Fuck. We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time. Same gold. This is is the gold cast.